Hey you guys, Kokomoko here, and today I'm going to be talking about the potential TikTok ban. This is one of these emergency episodes that come out because I feel like every week there's something happening in pop culture and digital media that I love to talk about in my podcast, and they're the episodes that actually get the most listens from y'all. And then Monday mornings, I of course have my interviews with my favorite TikTokers, hopefully celebrities one day. And this is one of those emergency episodes though. I did a poll on my Instagram if you guys wanted me to talk about the TikTok ban and the different ways that it could play out, what it could mean for you, even just as a viewer or as a creator yourself. And you're afraid of losing this big audience that you've worked hard to gain. So I'm going to go into all of that in this episode. And with that being said, let's roll the intro. Alright, so I've got a couple different topics that I really want to touch on here. But before I get into it, I think I should give a little bit of context. Because I'm not a journalist. I respect journalists so much. They're so much smarter than me. And what they do is different from what I'm going to do. A lot of what I do is theorizing and hypothesizing and breaking things down. But to really give you context for this TikTok ban, I read an article online. I'm going to link it below. I believe it was from CNBC. And they really summarized what's happening with this TikTok ban. So what you need to know, if you're going to be having conversations about it or thinking about it, is that... It initially started with the Restrict Act, which went through Congress and was passed to Biden. This essentially allows the Commerce Secretary to ban any foreign technologies. Now, if Biden moved forward with a ban on TikTok specifically, or as its parent company is known, ByteDance, it would not go into effect immediately, as it would likely be challenged in court. Now, this is something that we saw when the Trump administration attempted to ban TikTok, it was immediately reversed in a court. So, if that happens, there's a chance it won't go through. But, where this gets a little scary is that even if the ban fails, but the lobbyists that don't want TikTok to exist, Mark Zuckerberg, I'm looking at you, allegedly, then Apple and Google may still remove it from the App Store meaning that no new phone can download it onto their device. Essentially, this is what happened with Vine. People think that Vine was completely terminated when it was bought by Twitter. It wasn't. Twitter just removed it from the App Store so that people could no longer download it onto new devices. So when people got a new generation of devices, Vine ceased to exist. Now, the fact that TikTok is worth between 40 and $100 billion really narrows the list of U.S. companies that are willing to buy TikTok because Biden is saying you have to, you know, a U.S. company has to buy TikTok if we're going to keep allowing it on devices. So it's very unlikely that that would happen. And a few companies that come to mind who you think might want it are Meta and Google. However, that too would be blocked by antitrust laws. 
It's never, ever good for anyone when one company has a monopoly on a certain industry, but especially on the industry of digital media, which is how humans communicate and talk to one another. You might say, oh, I hate Twitter or I hate Snapchat or whatever, and I get that. But it's always good that there's healthy competition. We need the Snapchats, we need the TikToks, we need the Twitters to compete and basically make sure that huge companies don't become monopolies. So this ban of TikTok would be unprecedented. We've never seen anything like this before if it goes through. And it really gets you thinking about what it could mean. Because when I was studying and researching for this podcast episode, once you guys told me on the Insta stories that you wanted me to make it, I was like, okay, you know, a lot of what I do, a lot of the predictions that I make, the hypothesis that I make are based on pattern recognition. I go back in history and I look at what happened the last time something similar like this came about. I really wasn't able to find many examples. The only example I could think of was Vine, and I'm going to get into that. But Vine was not killed because of a government. Vine was killed because Twitter bought it, and Twitter wanted to become the short-form video platform of the time, and they knew Vine was a competitor. So they bought Vine and then killed the app. And for a time, people were uploading their videos to Twitter until Snapchat and Insta Stories became competitive in the space. So in a way, it's not really the same. But how creators and consumers might react to the ban might be the same and could be something that we might learn from history. And I'll get into that in this episode. So to get started, I want to talk about the more optimistic side, right? Which is the ban might not go through. But what could that mean and how could the app change as a result? Now, TikTok's already kind of known for censorship. I've seen this in my own career. I have worked with huge accounts by huge brands that will post a video. For example, there was a video about Malcolm X. And when they hashtagged Malcolm X in the video, despite this account having almost a million followers, the video on TikTok only got 200 views. They removed the video and re-uploaded it without any mention of Malcolm X in the title or captions, and it got millions of views. So I'll let you come to your own conclusions about that. So TikTok is not perfect, and I want to preface that, even though I'm a champion for it. They've had moments with my own account where I'm like, why am I, you know, why am I an advocate for TikTok? But I am because of how it affects the huge, broader picture. So what happens if the TikTok ban doesn't go through? I do think that TikTok will become an even more censored app as a way to kind of pay to play, to keep people happy. So it would still kind of be hard to be a creator on TikTok because there's going to be more hoops that you have to jump through, right? But that's just in the case that this ban doesn't go through. And I feel like since I've started working on TikTok professionally for at least the last two to three years, every year there's a ban scare. We always think it's going to get banned and it doesn't, but it might one day. Now, let's talk about some nuances around this TikTok ban. 
because I feel like there is something that we aren't really acknowledging. And this is just my opinion, and my opinion can always change if it's presented with facts that challenge it, okay? So one thing I've never heard someone talk about when addressing the TikTok ban, and I feel like if I made a video about this on any platform, I would get in trouble or taken down or censored, but the language around the TikTok ban and the rhetoric and the push to me feels very xenophobic now xenophobic is xenophobia is essentially when someone has a prejudice against someone from a different country right and so it's odd to me that meta again i love instagram i use it it's where i connect with my most loyal following but it has its flaws meta There has been information, articles, whistleblowers that have come out. Look up the 60 Minutes Australia expose that came out from a whistleblower from a Facebook and Instagram employee. Now, in that expose, the whistleblower had evidence that showed, allegedly, right? I have to say allegedly, but you can look it up for yourself and fact check, that Meta and Instagram and Facebook sorry for the sirens going by, maybe that is literally just a sign of the alarming topic I'm talking about, but that Facebook and Instagram and Zuckerberg allegedly knew that their algorithms and platforms were not only leading to an increased risk of successful suicides by teenagers, But it was also the catalyst for genocides that were happening in third world countries. And people were using the Facebook events page as a way to essentially radicalize and then perpetrate acts of violence within their communities. And Facebook and Instagram was made aware of this. But they also had data that showed when people were desperate and in a state of depression that directly correlated with how often they were using the Instagram and Facebook app. Their daily usage of the apps was increased at the exact times that they were feeling the most desperate and depressed. Okay, So they decided to allow these things to continue because it meant people would use the apps more. Now that expose came out on 60 Minutes Australia one day, I believe it was last year, And that was one of the only days in the history of Instagram and Facebook that the sites completely went down for, I want to say, about six hours. Now, that sounds counterintuitive, but I think what happened, this is just my own hypothesis, not proven in any way. I think that they realized the bad press that the 60 Minutes Australia whistleblower was giving them. And so they took the site down. So that way people would panic. And whenever someone was Googling Facebook or Instagram that day to read the news article that was beginning to trend or look it up on Twitter, instead their feeds and their search bars would be flooded with, is Instagram backup? Is Facebook backup and running? Why is it down? And then shortly after that expose came out, they changed their name to Meta, right? 
No company that is on a healthy trajectory has to change their name completely. It was a rebrand. TikTok did this as well with Musical.ly. They were initially Musical.ly, and I think them changing the name is why the app was able to hit a more mainstream audience. Because Musical.ly was known as the kids teenager app, kind of a cringe app, right? So anytime there's a rebrand, it means that people are grasping at straws. So whenever someone says, I'm afraid of TikTok having my data, it's always great to have that discretion and I think everyone should. But if they are not following it up in the same breath with also being weary of Instagram and Meta, then I'm a little bit, you know, concerned with where their intentions are. I think that people feel a false sense of security with an American company, but not with a Chinese company, right? And I don't know that people are doing it with malicious intent, but there's definitely a certain irony in someone posting a Facebook status about how much they hate that TikTok violates their privacy, right? They're on Facebook. If anything, an American company can do way more damage to you than a company across the globe, right? That's that's my own theory. Like, also, I guess maybe, again, this is where I think my opinion could change over time, and it's never set in stone. I'm always open to facts that dispute it and make me think about it, but, like, what is a company in China going to do with my data that just shows I've watched like three hours worth of TikToks about the Vanderpump Rules drama, right? Like, like what, how is anyone going to weaponize that against me besides knowing that I'm like, I love reality TV to a fault. If someone can figure out how to weaponize that against me, then honestly, like, like checkmate, you know, but back to the kind of darker subject that I think when someone is all for a TikTok ban and not at all questioning the social media companies that they are using in their own backyard, it is xenophobic. It is rooted in xenophobia. People love that Daddy Zuckerberg can have control, but hate that an Asian media company might be more popular than an American media company. Because Americans were used to a lot of these apps that we use starting in America. And TikTok was really one of the first times that an Asian digital app really took over the American consumer space. So that's just one thought that I have on one of the nuances around the TikTok ban and the rhetoric around the TikTok ban. Now, there's a lot of theories about how it can hurt free speech, etc. I agree, but I think people say it more eloquently, so you can find those videos on TikTok, on Google, if that's a topic that you really want to dive into. I saw one video that said that she thinks that the TikTok ban directly correlates with the election coming up next year and that they hate that we are able to spread information quickly to one another. And if they can take away TikTok, then they can take away people's ability to communicate and spread ideas and thoughts, right? The 2020 um, protest that happened, the Black Lives Matter, we had never seen gatherings on that scale in American history. How much of that correlated with that also being the year that TikTok was downloaded on 
millions of people's phones that had never used TikTok before. Do you think, my question to you is, do you think those protests would have had the same number of people showing up if TikTok did not exist? Because I know on Twitter there's a lot of activism there and people definitely show up and are able to spread information on Twitter. But I don't think a ton of people use Twitter in that way. Whereas a lot of people use TikTok. So another thing that I want to talk about now is what platform could potentially replace TikTok. And I want to touch on, I have a theory that I'll go into where I honestly feel like if TikTok gets banned, it would be the nail in the coffin for Instagram. And I have a theory on why. But before I get there, I want to talk about can a platform replace TikTok? If you're a creator, Definitely, definitely, if you're listening to this, go in and download as many of your viral videos as you can without the TikTok watermark, okay? I've been using an app or a website called SSSTick, I think. Um, I was using SnapTick, but then they started having these like weird ads pop up when I would download a video. So I was like, oh, never mind. Um, but definitely download your most viral videos without watermarks because one way that a lot of the Viners who ended up growing a big fan base after Vine on YouTube, they downloaded a lot of their Vines when Vine was announced that it would be ending and they uploaded compilations of their videos to YouTube to jumpstart their audiences on that new platform. So definitely download your videos if you can. Now, in terms of a platform... People think like, okay, well, we're going to go over to Instagram Reels. We're going to go over to YouTube Shorts. And like, there's a couple reasons I don't think any app will be able to replace TikTok. Number one, TikTok has created a low barrier to entry threshold for people who want to use the app. So what do I mean by that? They made it very easy to film and edit and produce video clips for the average Joe who maybe had never even posted a YouTube video in their life or an Instagram story in their life. It was so easy to use TikTok to become a creator. They they took away a lot of gatekeepers, right? And Instagram Reels exists, yes. YouTube Shorts exists, yes. But the interface is not conducive to creating videos. Every single viral video that I've posted, every single viral video that I have seen from others on apps like Instagram and YouTube are just TikToks that were copy and pasted, and that's for a reason, because it's easier to use those apps. Now, the only app that I think could potentially compete is maybe Snapchat. They've been kind of hiding in the shadows. They've been making a really aggressive monetary push to get creators to use the app, I personally use Snapchat highlights in like 2020, I think it was, and I made money that I feel sick even talking about. It was a lot of money, which I was very grateful for. I did have to pay a lot of it back in taxes, and that's why I made an LLC, but that's a story for another day. So in terms of an app, though, that can replace TikTok, the reason even if Snapchat comes around, even if Instagram, YouTube, etc., No app can replicate the algorithm of TikTok, that For You page. Every other app that you use up until TikTok gained popularity and was a disruptor in this space, if you wanted to find someone, if you wanted to consume content, you had to actively search for it. 
the For You page was one of the first times that you were showed hundreds of videos in a day on topics that you would have never thought to search, right? It introduced people to new hobbies, to new interests, to all of these amazing things that they would have never thought to search a YouTube video on, an Instagram creator on. They wouldn't even know where to start. So because the average person was consuming hundreds of videos a day on their For You page, the algorithm on TikTok quickly caught up to their likes, their dislikes, the things that they gravitated towards in a way that no algorithm up until that point had ever done. Yes, you have the YouTube suggested feed, but even if YouTube was able to compete with TikTok's algorithm, again, it's a higher barrier to entry. An average Joe that would be a star on TikTok will not have the same resources, time, and knowledge to create a YouTube channel. Making a popular YouTube channel is hard work. I have one of my own. It's really difficult, but I love it, right? That's where I talk about like deep dives on shows that I'm watching, on influencers, etc. But it's very hard. It's a higher barrier to entry. So someone who would be famous on TikTok would never ever have the chance to start a YouTube channel. So even if YouTube's algorithm was identical to TikTok's, they would run out of videos to push to people within a day. But TikTok, people are not only consuming hundreds of videos a day, but they're also creating hundreds of videos in a day. Okay, so that is something to think about. And when you think about the biggest people on TikTok who have blown up, versus the biggest YouTubers, one of my favorite comparisons is Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast is potentially one of the biggest creators in terms of numbers consistently on videos that we've ever had in history of the internet. But guess what? It took him five whole years to reach his first 100,000 followers. Now on TikTok, creators are hitting 100,000 followers in five weeks but it's not sustainable the way that YouTube can be if you're willing to try. So I say all that to say, even if an app replicates the short form videos of TikTok, the only way they would be successful is if they created a for you page type of algorithm and if they made it easier to produce and edit videos because we don't really see that on any other platform. Now, I want to talk about why I personally think that if TikTok gets banned, this is the nail in the coffin for Instagram. And I talk about this on my TikTok in a short way. So it wouldn't just be because people are going to boycott Instagram. I do think that there would be so much resentment towards Meta and Instagram if this TikTok ban happens. In fact, I saw one of the sweetest videos today. It was from a older gentleman, maybe in his 60s or 70s, and he was pleading with Biden to not delete TikTok and that he voted for Biden and please don't delete TikTok. It's brought me a lot of, you know, joy and companionship and I didn't even think about it. I mean, really it brought tears to my eyes. I'm getting emotional thinking about it, but Yes, it's great for kids who are at home and no longer had school community and adults living alone or just getting being able to escape, you know, a, a frustrating living situation or work situation. But there was also a generation, just to put it in context, of older people who up until this 
point in history, older people often lose their sense of community. They lose people because their friends die out, unfortunately. They are no longer physically able to go out into the community and interact and make friends. Maybe they don't have family that lives nearby, and so they are so lonely. It's just a common thing that happens to every generation as they get older. And watching this man's video made me realize that TikTok gave even them a sense of companionship that they may have never found without it. Because it's hard to find that companionship on Instagram. It's hard to find that companionship on YouTube. Like, you find a few YouTubers, but you're not going to find a ton of new creators every day. It's really hard to do that. And that video made me cry. I'm, I'm being so real with you. It's so embarrassing. But if you take TikTok away, you are taking away a lot of people's connection to the outside world that they struggle to form without it. And you can say, oh, go out into the world, go out and make friends. Guys, we've been in a pandemic. You physically couldn't go out without getting sick. Even now, you can't leave your apartment and go to a restaurant or a gathering without potentially compromising your immune system in a way that we've never seen before. So TikTok was a way for people to have those connections. Now, why this would be a nail in the coffin specifically for Instagram. So what Instagram I think gets confused and what I think people in general get confused is that Instagram and TikTok are competitors. They're not. They are, it's like salt and pepper, right? People need both. They are not competitors. So what Instagram has over TikTok is intimacy. And what TikTok has over Instagram is exposure. Instagram is the one place that people go to to feel an intimate connection with their favorite creators, their family, and their friends. Why is that? Because of the nature of the For You page and the TikTok algorithm, if you follow someone on TikTok, you might never see one of their videos ever again. In fact, I almost feel like when I follow people, I never see their videos on my For You page because the algorithm's like, eh, you can find their videos on the following. We don't need to show you their videos anymore. That's just something, a theory I have. So what I do when I get a favorite TikToker that I find like once a month or whatever, I go over to Instagram and I follow them because I know that on Instagram, I can watch their stories. I can see what they're doing. I can see what projects they're working on in a way that TikTok would never show me in a million years. And so they work cohesively in that way. In my TikTok, I described it. I use this analogy. It's kind of like going to a food court, right? If you go to a food court and you just have a few of the same restaurants, after a while, it's going to get old. It's going to get stale. You can only eat Panda Express so many times in Auntie Ann's pretzels before you get over it, right? But whenever there's a new restaurant that comes in, maybe you're afraid to go out of your comfort zone, but there's always someone standing there with little samples and you get to try a sample, right? That's TikTok. TikTok is the nice person standing right outside of the restaurant kiosk, handing you a sample of their best meal. And then if you like the sample, that is when you go in and you really invest in that restaurant 
you make it a point to go there and get the food, that is Instagram, right? Instagram is the investment, the time, the loyalty. But TikTok is the sample plate that you would never get without the For You page. And so where Instagram is falling short is think about the last time you found someone new and exciting to follow on Instagram that wasn't a friend, a family, or a colleague. Think about it. What happened was you probably went on TikTok, found a TikToker that you really liked, went over to Instagram and followed them on Instagram, right? But where did you find them? TikTok. And without that new exposure that TikTok gives, your Instagram feed is going to feel stale. We already know it's no longer in chronological order. So you run the risk of being like, I've already seen these photos. I've already seen these reels. Like one thing that I hate about Instagram with peace and love is if you search something on Instagram Explore page, like if I look up Vanderpump Rules, my entire feed is only going to be Vanderpump Rules stuff for the next three weeks until I search something else. So it get, Instagram gets stale really quickly. And the only thing that gives me excitement when it comes to Instagram is following new people that I'm excited about that I found on TikTok. So without that, Instagram is going to become even more stale than they already have. It's going to like, you know, catapult that timeline for them in a bad way. And so I think instead of Instagram and TikTok competing, they need to realize that the two of them exist very cohesively because they offer completely different things. That's like trying to compare McDonald's to Taco Bell. They're just different. They're just different. And with Instagram really trying to push reels, it feels like you're going to McDonald's and they expect you to order a burrito. McDonald's doesn't make burritos. They are good at burgers, chicken nuggets, and Sprite. That's why I go to McDonald's. If I wanted a burrito, I would go to Taco Bell. And so these apps get confused and they try to be each other instead of being themselves. And so I really, really feel like if not the boycott, again, I don't really think an Instagram boycott would work if TikTok got banned because ultimately our drive on the internet and the things that motivate us are our desire for companionship with each other. And I don't think that a boycott would be a strong enough emotion to override that desire for human connection unless they did something really awful and they have but people just don't know about it right so anyways I'm rambling now but these are just my thoughts on the TikTok ban I think that the creators that are able to download their videos and always always be willing to adapt nothing online is promised none of these platforms are promised we could wake up tomorrow and they could all be gone but the people that thrive are the ones that are willing to fail on a new app before everyone else. We're all going to eventually have to try the new apps and fail, but it's better that you get your failures out early before anyone's on the app to see than the people who do it when it's already at its heyday, right? Think about the TikTokers that were willing to fail in 2019 that took over the app in 2020 versus the people who are now trying to fail on TikTok in 2023 and are frustrated that they didn't have the golden era that those early adopters did. Always be an early adopter, okay? If there's one thing that you take from my podcast, from my videos, be an early adopter and be willing to fail before everyone else. That is how you set yourself up for success. 
and let this be a lesson in that. But with all of that being said, let me know what you guys think about the TikTok ban in my TikTok comment about the video. I'm honestly really interested. I don't think anything like this has ever happened and I'm honestly just taking it day by day because you never know what's going to happen. And with that being said, thank you so much for listening and I will see you guys on the other side.